Okay, now, like I said, now back to the outline. I want to I show you, and if, now if you can believe that, I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 8 now. It's on the bottom of the outline here. Now this to me is incredibly powerful stuff. And you've already heard me say that from Hebrews 6 onward, the writer of Hebrews says that it is advanced teaching. And remember this book of Hebrews, it's just that. It was the book written to Hebrew Christians, converts from Judaism. So they're the ones that knew more about the sacrificial system than any of the other people. That's why there's more written from the perspective of the sacrificial system, the understanding of the high priesthood in Hebrews than any other book in the Bible, because these are the people throughout all their histories that have been brought up in it. So there's some deep stuff in here that the Western Gentilized mind doesn't get until they've really studied. But nevertheless, for the sake of what we're teaching, I want you to see the major difference, like I said, between the Old Testament or the Old Covenant and the New Testament and the New Covenant, this covenant that we have of grace. Now, like I said in the beginning, I first started teaching this stuff because of what I felt was a real imbalance of people talking, preaching constantly from the Old Testament prophets to where, again, people were thinking that how God dealt with Israel in the Old Testament, this is how he's dealing with you. Look, now in Isaiah, God did this. And bless God, you better watch it or this is going to happen to you. I mean, that's what you hear all the time. They'll read out of Deuteronomy. They'll read from the law. They'll read... And, like I said, see, don't mishear me. We must study the Old Testament. There's tons of stuff to learn there. But you also, Paul said, have to rightly divide the Word of God. If you can rightly divide it, my friends, you can wrongly divide it. And this is called, we have received, it says, the Word of Righteousness. That's what we're to hold forth and preach, the Word of Righteousness. But, there's a, but of all the differences, right here, the writer of Hebrews is going to talk about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Now remember, all Scripture was written by the Holy Spirit, as written by men as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost authored this. And so think about, in other words, what I'm going to read you here. I want you to understand that it's significant that of all of the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, that the Holy Ghost could have shown or could have brought forward, could have spoke to. I want you to see the one that he does speak to about the major difference at least the Holy Spirit wanted us to see in his mind for God's children to know what the major difference is between this old covenant and this new covenant. Now, I've got down here in the outline point B. The Holy, Well, I've just said what I already said. The Holy Spirit authored all scriptures. Is that correct? And consider of all the differences between the old and new, the one detail. Now, like I said, I've got it on the outline. So if you don't have an amplified, just read it from the outline. But I'm going to start in verse 6 of Hebrews 8. But as it now is, he, Christ, has acquired a priestly ministry which is as much superior and more excellent than the old as the covenant, the agreement of which he is the mediator and the arbiter, the agent, is superior and more excellent because this new covenant is enacted and rests upon more important, sublimer, higher, and nobler promises. In other words, again, the King James says this new covenant is based it's a better covenant that's based upon better promises. Now just look at me. Let's listen right there. This new covenant is a better covenant. It's based upon even better promises. I, I challenge people all the time. Even under the old covenant, while death was in the spirits of God's people, even if they were God's people, they weren't saved, were they? Because salvation of the Spirit wasn't available yet. That's why every righteous or every man and woman who lived for God, 
Not one of them had ever gone to heaven, remember, in the Old Testament. They all, when they died, went into Abraham's bosom. They went into a compartment of hell. The Bible teaches, you know, there's three compartments of hell. There was paradise, or Abraham's bosom. There was actually what was called Sheol, or the place of the dead, where the wicked went. Then there was another compartment called Tartarus, where the fallen angels were. We're not talking about that right now. But the point is, all mankind that died went into a compartment of hell, and between paradise and Sheol, there was this great gulf fixed between them, like they said, between the two that Jesus spoke of in the, in the Gospels. But what happened is none of them were saved, in other words, yet. This is why when Jesus died and rose from the dead, it said he led captivity captive, remember? All of the saints, David, Abraham, I, all of them had been in Abraham's bosom all through time. When Jesus rose from the dead, he cast off the chains of death, hell, and grave. He, he, he ascended and led them all to heaven. I mean, that was a heavy day, don't you know? Can you imagine? Jesus appearing down there and David, Abraham, all these people and leading them out to the promise that none of them had been able to see. Like the Bible says, none of them had, that had lived before had ever been able to see into the things that were reserved for us today. Incredible, just incredible stuff. Even under the old covenant, when you walked upright before God, I challenge people to find any place, even under the old covenant, when people were quick to repent that God didn't instantly come and begin to shower them with faith and blessings and deliver them from their enemies and what have you, even under the Old Testament. Now I'm saying if God did that under the Old Testament, how much more should He be willing to do that for us under the New Testament? I mean, there's things you got to consider. But now watch as we go forward, these few verses. Just check it out. Verse 7, For if that first covenant had been without defect, there would have been no room for another one or an attempt to institute another one. Okay? However, verse 8, however, he finds fault with them. In other words, this, these first promises, this first covenant. He finds fault with them, showing its inadequacy when he says, and now he's about to, he's quoting all these verses from Jeremiah and places. He finds fault with them when he says, behold, the days will come, says the Lord, when I will make and ratify a new covenant or agreement with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, that's speaking about the new covenant that you and I live with. But now listen to the next verse, the first sentence of verse 9. I don't know what it says in your translation, but it will say something like this. He said, speaking of the new covenant, this is what he said. It will not be. In other words, the new covenant's not going to be like the old covenant. And he's about to give, like I said, the Holy Spirit's going to give this one example. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their forefathers, on the day when I grasped them by the hand to help to relieve them and to lead them out from the land of Egypt, Egypt being a type of the world. Now listen, for they did not abide. This is where you really need to listen. For they did not abide in my agreement with them. So you know what God did? So I withdrew my favor and I disregarded them, says the Lord. Now, before we go any further, listen to me. This is the major difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. In the Old Covenant, just look at me and listen, because this is shocking. <laughs> A lot of people, it just, they don't, they just, it's too good to be true because they are so busy, they've been taught sin so long. In the Old Covenant, my friends, when God's people sinned, Right? When God's people sinned, He removed His favor, His hand of favor from them, 
and stood back, stood back from them and disregarded them. Isn't that what it says? And that's what you see all through the Old Testament. But listen, in the New Testament, it will not be like that. 